Hello and welcome to Birth Trauma Training for Birth Workers. I'm your host, Dr. Erin Bow, clinical psychologist and coach, mother of two traumatic births myself. This podcast is all about helping the helpers and supporting and training birth workers to feel connected and confident to navigate birth trauma. Advocacy and activism starts with conversations. My legacy is not going to be one of sitting around and saying, oh, well, that's just the way birth is. We can't change the system. Let's raise our voices while raising our vibrations. Trauma work isn't all dark and shadow. We can find light in without making light off. I want you to find growth, passion and purpose. Go back to the love, the joy, humanity that brought you to birth work in the first place. This podcast is also available in video format where guests have said, yes, let me be visible. Head on over to my YouTube channel, which is Dr. Erin Baum. Now, before we start, if you've been enjoying this podcast and you're listening on iTunes, can you hit pause for a second and leave me a review? I want these stories and support and messages of hope and growth to reach as many people who are interested in birth as I possibly can. Now, to do this, I need reviews. Reviews help the algorithm and they show the podcast to more people. There is no money in this for me. This podcast is just a small part of me being the change I want to see. It's also an excuse for me to shift out of mum life for, you know, an hour or so and have meaningful conversations with other grown-ups who are not quite as invested in fart jokes and Paw Patrol. I love stories. This is why I do what I do. This is why I do this podcast. Sharing stories can be such soul medicine. I really do believe that as healers and helpers, we cannot walk this path alone. We need support, a sounding board, and a circle, either a physical one or a metaphorical one for storytelling. All right. Dr. Erin in the house, welcome back. Today's video is a bit of a podcast video hybrid because I don't think I can say what I want to say about breath work in a minute or less or in 10 minutes or less. So I thought I'll give myself a bit of time and just double up on media. So what I want to talk about is my experience of going to a two-day breath work workshop by the O2 Awakening. And it's taken me a couple of weeks to sort of let stuff settle, integrate and figure out how I'm going to talk about what it is that I experienced. So I suppose let's start at the beginning as to why this all kind of came about. So breath, I mean, when I think about my psychologist training, so for those of you who don't know, I trained as a clinical psychologist nearly 15 years ago. And one of the first things that I was taught to teach clients is this two-handed breathing. So getting people basically to breathe from their abdomen instead of from their chest, because most of us who are stressed and anxious and just adults in general end up moving everything up and breathing from our chests. And in all of my degrees, so my honours, my master's and my PhD, I used psychophysiological research, which means I hooked people up to electrodes on their ribs to measure their heart rate, skin conductance, sweating, and of course, respiration. And most people, as you know, as I just said, breathe from their chest. So wrapping essentially like a piece of Velcro around their chest that measures how many breaths per minute they're taking. And I did that as part of my self-harm research. So I know the power 
of breath and the power of naturally what's occurring in your brain that is the magical 24-hour pharmacy um, that's all there at your disposal it's just a matter of learning how to use it so there's that and personally breath has helped me so much in birth because I trained as a hypnobirthing practitioner and in both of my births with both of my daughters I've had unmedicated births even though they were both traumatic and that's kind of informed a lot of the work that I do now I had an induction and pushed a baby out in like 90 minutes without any other intervention by using breath that was a huge part of it and then in my second birth I had an 11 pound three baby that's a five kilo baby um, who got stuck in my birth canal on the way out like severely severely stuck and breath was really the one thing that and mindset and determination and keeping going and all that it really helped me so much so fast forward a little bit to part of my I suppose figuring out how to do coaching as well as therapy to give myself a little bit more wiggle room with how I help people most many at least of the coaches I know have trained in breathwork and are breathwork practitioners so I know it all's just like dovetailing together and so I googled there was a workshop coming up and I thought oh hey I'll go and interestingly it turned out to be the one weekend where my husband and I were having our first night away from our children ever outside of <laughs> having a baby or conceiving a baby that's like for the first time in five years I know right most people most regular people probably go to the movies and have dinner we went to a breathwork workshop and I think it's an amazing thing to do with your partner because you're like in your own boat I suppose doing your own thing but then you've also got someone there who knows and loves and supports you and that was really really cool so let me talk you through a little bit about what breathwork is and this is coming from the perspective of this is like my personal experience this is not from me as a psychologist saying this is going to be like that for you or you know this is evidence-based practice research any of that kind of stuff this is really just me sharing my personal experience because I think it might help people and a little bit of my professional opinion along the way so Breathwork, there's different ways, there's different methods, but the method I was taught at this workshop was essentially retraining how you think about breathing through your mouth. So again, one of the things in my psych training that we're often taught is to get people to stop breathing through their mouth because that's usually where hyperventilation happens. And so this method was like, took a little bit of trust and there was a part of me that actually thought, am I going to pass out? Am I going to vomit? <laughs> Am I going to die? Like, how is this, how is this going to work? Because it seems intense. Because this method of breathing through your mouth is quite intense. And it's um, the first session was about 50 minutes. And then the second one on the second day was 75 minutes. And when you first hear that, you think, oh, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this. This is going to be intense. So the method essentially is really remembering all that stuff that fits so perfectly with birth and everything else. Open jaw open pelvis everything relaxes so really taking a good breath right to the back of your throat like this and then pushing it out again so you keep doing that like 
and you build up some movement with it and like do a few different things to kind of like push the oxygen out and get it flowing. So there's a daily practice that you can use at this, which is a much less intense version, I suppose, that you could use by yourself. So if you go to the O2 Awakenings Instagram, you'll see it on there. Um, and then that kind of builds up to like setting an intention for what you want to do. People describe feeling all sorts of things from doing breath work. Some people find emotions that they've never really thought about processing or allowed to process coming up. So it can be everything from grief, pain, intense anger, sadness, any of that sort of stuff. But it can also be, which was delightful and exciting for me, Intense joy, so all emotions. Um, and one of the things that I'll get into in a minute that happened to me was I just had an overwhelming experience of joy, like pure ecstasy. I have never laughed so hard in my life as I laughed in that first breath work session. And I think you can even see me laughing in their promotional video. So that was kind of cool. Um, so setting an intention you're guided through this process and kind of what happened to me if I talk you through it like I've written down notes so I might look at that as I go but on day one you're lying down you start doing this breathing the, and that's at that intensity for 50 minutes I guess the first thing is kind of like you do the oh I don't think this is working maybe nothing's happening like trying to force it then trying to let go then trying to force it again then trying to let go again and all of that and then feeling cold like just body turned to ice and then all this tingling kind of started like I don't really know how to describe it but you just feel your muscles and everything oxygenating and so much energy like flowing through your body so if you think about Chinese medicine acupuncture acupressure which is another amazing tool that i would recommend for anyone to use for birth for pain for any like physiological sensation that's intense it all just fits together beautifully um and so in both of my births i had my husband digging his <laughs> knuckles into my back because i found that really really helped with pain relief and feeling calm and centered and all of that so you just think about different meridians and energy points in the body it doesn't have to be anything too left of field if you get a bit like, oh, I don't know if that sounds a bit unscientific to me. Chinese medicine's been around for way, way, way longer than Western medicine, and that's my take on it, and it all makes sense to me. So feeling a lot of energy, particularly like in my hands, and it just kind of made me then start going into maybe like a slight altered state of consciousness, accessing all sorts of different levels of sensation and feeling and experience and all sorts so I felt like I had these massive orbs of energy in my hands and then sometimes I played around with like just moving my hands around like a wizard it must be just the most amazing thing to watch because in your head where you're lying down closing your eyes breathing like there's just all these people in the room like writhing conducting doing all sorts of cool things it must be so much fun to watch so I practiced a little bit doing that and then like I would do things like move my hands to a certain part of my body because I also know from hypnosis training um, particularly with my hypnobirthing Australia training there's a technique that we use for birth called the glove of endorphins so you get yourself into a hypnotic state and then you can imagine transferring 
wonderful beta endorphins, enkephalins, whatever you want to call it, to different parts of your body. So you can let that part of your body go numb. And that, even though I practiced that myself for both of my births, it wasn't a technique that really kind of clicked for me. I was like, oh, that's cool. I like the sound of it, but it didn't really click for me. But doing breath work actually helped me to access that. So I found I could take like the energy from my hands, so to speak, and transfer it to like different parts of my body. And then that part would feel numb or that part would feel tingly. And that was kind of cool. And so then going further than that, a lot of um, people experience like a huge high is like, I don't really know how else to explain it. So DMT is released and that, yeah, as I said, for me, it was just like pure bliss, like can't imagine anything else like it um, with that intensity of any, you know, drug that you may or may not have taken. I guess the thing with breath work is you can just stop it whenever you want, right? So that's amazing to think about your body's natural endorphins, natural pain relieving, joy giving medicine. And I just laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed some more. It was just like full body writhing, just everything became hysterical, which was an interesting experience because being someone who is always in a giving, looking after, holding back my own emotions to give space for other people, as a psychologist, right? Being in a room with other people who might have been experiencing grief and pain and all sorts of other, being able to let that go and be like, okay, that's not my job to look after them I don't have to come out of this experience and see if they're okay that's someone else's job so I think for anyone who's in a helping healing role going into a big group like that where there is definitely the potential to pick up on other people's energy and other people's pain you're looked after so that is something that was actually really nice that that was brought into the room like let go of all of that this is your experience there are other people here to help other people so you don't need to get distracted and so even though it was a slightly odd experience I didn't actually find it as um distracting as I thought I would so the intention I remember setting the first day was just to have fun and see what happens and so wow did I have fun so other than the like just blissed out feeling like feeling no pain feeling like this really deep realization that actually if you're not having fun and you're not playing, then nothing else matters. And it really cemented for me, I suppose, one of my very, very firm beliefs that I have now, which is the work of trauma has to be fun. Like for me, yeah, it's super serious, it's intense, it's grueling, but if there's no room for fun and play and hope and magic, then I ain't interested. So... It is a difficult thing to explain unless you've been through it, but it allowed me to access deep parts of myself that I hadn't thought about or experienced for a long, long time. So to explain some of that, some people, spirits, presences, I don't know how to explain it, came in. And for me, that was like kind of going into when I do meditation or anything like that, the place that I usually go to is like a waterfall and it's all enclosed with these amazing hanging vines and plants and there's animals there. And so all my kind of like spirit animals that usually come to me were there. And there are all these like kind of impish childlike beings. I don't know what else to call them. And they were just like 
just come and play, just come and have fun, see what happens. And I kind of got this, um, yeah, all these insights into fun things I used to do as a child, like spin around in a circle on my knees on my parents' Persian rug until I felt dizzy and then trying to get up and walk. So it was kind of experience like that. Or things like if you've ever pressed your fingers into your eyes so that you can see colors and shapes. It's something I used to do a lot as a child lying in bed at night when I couldn't sleep. It's just like, and you always think you're the only person in the world who can do it when you're little. Um, but yeah, pushing into my eyeballs gently, but just enough to get all those kind of psychedelic colors and patterns and amazing things like that happening. So those experiences of like just pure childhood fun where you, and I see my own daughters do it now where they spin around in a circle until they get dizzy and try and walk and they just find it like the best fun ever. So for me, that breathwork session was a little bit of accessing some of the stuff that I had let go of because you grow up and you think, oh, time not to be silly. Um, the other thing that happened was before, six weeks before I got pregnant with my first daughter, I had a miscarriage. And um, I was fairly certain, I don't know why, don't really have any evidence for it, but I was fairly certain that that child was a boy. And so this person came to me, but he came to me as a grown, not an adult, not a human, not a, I don't know how to explain it, but just as a grown person who was kind of here to be like, I'm just here to like fuck shit up for you, basically. Um, as this really cheeky shit stirrer, as I said, I don't know how to explain it, but I just knew that this was my child, right? I knew this was my son. And he was kind of saying to me, you got to let this go, mum. I was never here to be here as a grown adult. I was just here to like mess stuff up for you basically and get you to think about things and challenge you. And like the nice thing about breath work is if none of that resonates with you, if you're not into like dealing with other beings or contacting potential dead people, um, you don't have to do that. That's not necessarily like part of it. But that's what my experience was. And so, yeah, my I'm, it felt like for me, the baby that had passed, it was actually presenting to me as a grown-up being with just this, like, impish, naughty, shit-stirring, what a little bugger. Like, that's kind of the, the feeling I got. Like, you yeah, little bugger. Um, I don't know how else to explain that. But it was such a – it was actually a lovely moment and it just gave me such – comfort, relief, a bit of confusion, but also, you know, the tendency when you're a trained scientist to not overthink things too much. And so that was kind of fun. So that was that first day in a nutshell, lots of joy, lots of tingling, lots of just like returning to the idea that play is so important and joy is so important and humor and all of that fits beautifully within trauma. So I would say, again, if you're someone who's had trauma, if you're someone who is depleted and hasn't had much of a laugh in a while, now that might be that you're depressed or you're anxious, but it might just be that you're a parent and you don't get much sleep and you don't get a lot of those happy hormones anymore. Something like going and doing a breathwork breath work, breath work session could be absolutely amazing for you. So that was day one. Day two was a bit different. So day two was a few other different techniques some body talk some acupressure eft that kind of thing all leading up to again this 75 minute session 
and with this one I would say it was kind of I felt mm, how to explain it maybe trying to force it a bit at the start so I kind of had that like oh yesterday was so blissful and so wonderful I just want some more of that could I have some more of that but that's not necessarily how it works um so the second day I felt the second time around I was kind of trying to force it a bit too much and then I was in this battle of like all right it's a lot again I'd say like births where you're like no this isn't happening this isn't working I can't pause I'm you know I'm not going to get this baby out it's not going to happen for me and then at, at, at some point you have to surrender and you let go and you release and off you go and so this time loads more tingling loads more like just soaring 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 energy and I found it very difficult to keep my body still not that I was trying to keep my body still but I definitely feel like from the outsider looking in on down on me I must have been doing some fairly intense like writhing type things happening and so with this sensation I actually got older people coming to me so the first session was more young playful this was like older and I think um there's a figure and I can't remember what her name is but she appears as like an old crabby crone and she kind of came to me and she was kind of like, well, you know, if you want to do something, just do it. So a huge thing I've been battling with has been like, oh, God, I'm doing all these things with my work. What do I actually want to do? I'm like, okay, I want to write a book. And she's like, well, bloody well, write a book then. Just do it. Get on with it. Come on. Stop your nonsense and go for it. So she was very like firm grandmother kind of figure. And then there were like more of them. Um... And again, it emulated birth again with this like thinning veil of women, older women, figures, beings, whoever they were, kind of surrounding me just as who had appeared to me in similar form when I was birthing my second daughter and she was getting stuck. And it was kind of this energy of like, we can do this. And I remember, I think it was the crabby old crone, saying words to the effect of, you can make magic happen. All you have to do is click your fingers. So then I started clicking my fingers while I'm doing all this breathing. And I just felt, yeah, again, this rising energy of being able to honestly do whatever you set your mind to, which, again, hard to explain. A lot of this is, and I'm sure anyone who's ever done a breathwork session or teaches it, verbalizing the experience is quite a difficult thing to do and I'm usually all about the words and I'm a very wordy person and even this has been like god it's really hard to put into words um but that was the second experience very much an older yeah presence coming in being like you want to do something just do it magic is everywhere you can do whatever you want stop your whining get on with it kind of thing so that was kind of cool um what else do I want to say about that let me have a look at my notes because I did write a few. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I talked about that. Yeah. Look, I think the main thing with the second one was just this coming back to the birth space in a way. And even though I'd felt like I probably resolved a lot of my birth, this was not a, so much a, like a trauma needing to be res resolved, but there is a practice, and some of you may have heard of it, about 
closing the bones it's called and it's used in a lot of different south american cultures there's some other cultures that use it as well and so part of the experience the second time was i felt a lot of energy in my kind of fertile space i suppose in my womb space and in my hips so again remember push to five kilo baby out that's 11 pound three for people not using kilograms and i've definitely got like some muscle separation still i've talked about that before some diasis recti i believe it's called and i just yeah i felt this overwhelming kind of need i suppose to take the energy from my hands and put it like kind of in this area and the other thing that happened which was interesting is that i was getting a lot of messages i suppose to like actually use the power of your own breath use the power of your own body and push your hips back together so i was doing that for a while actually physically putting my hands on my hips and feeling all the energy kind of like pulsing through my hands and kind of pushing my hips back together and in a way i mean that doesn't have to make sense to anybody <laughs> except for me i'm just sharing it because i think it was interesting from the this is kind of the closing of this chapter so yep done having babies the shops shut so to speak but like something quite ritualistic and a little bit spiritual in that like closing off that space energetically myself i suppose in the kind of round we go way of um yeah i brought that baby into my body i pushed that baby out of my body and now i'm closing up that space so it was kind of like doulering myself <laughs> through that which was really really cool and i was thinking um how cool it would then be to do something like breath work with someone who also doulered you through your birth or doulered you through some other sort of um experience wouldn't necessarily have to be birth my experience just through this had a lot to do with birth as in the physical birthing of babies out of my body so that was cool so i guess the synopsis of that oh the other thing i wanted to mention with that from a i don't really know what it means but let's you know make it mean something if you want make it not mean something i haven't worked this out myself yet but with my second daughter i think it was about a couple of weeks before she was born um one of my chickens my hens died in a kind of freak i think she fell on her head and that was like distressing because i just went out to the you know took pen and there she was um and there was no sign of illness or anything else she just had a random like fall on her head kind of moment and i know that that happens with chickens and it's not particularly uncommon but it was weird because when i came back from that breathwork session I went to go and then check on my chickens because my mum had been looking after my kids and she doesn't usually like you know she managed to put them to bed and get them out and all that kind of stuff but um yeah another one of my chickens had exactly the same death lying down as if she'd fallen on her head or possibly had a heart attack and it was kind of like oh that's a kind of interesting circle i guess you think about hens and fertility and all that i'm not sure what to make of that yet but that was um something it rattled me a little bit and then after that um i got really bad tonsillitis <laughs> couldn't talk like literally could so not just couldn't verbalize my experiences of this breath work experience but just physically couldn't talk for a week um and i think sometimes when you go and do trauma work it's happened um before sometimes when i've done trauma work and it's been physical 
you might get ill as your body releases stuff you might throw up you might have diarrhea for a week you might so on and so forth so that's a bit of a wrap up I suppose that was my as I said my personal experience of breath work and what I thought of it and what I got out of it every experience is different it might be different with different training and different people but that's how it was for me and I would say anyone could benefit from breath work even if you don't think hmm there's trauma there hmm there's something I want to go and release my husband is the most like scientific this is the way things are going to be kind of guy but open-minded enough because you know there is good science behind people taking psychedelic plant medicine there's good science behind breath changing your brain waves and all that kind of stuff so i did get him in on the like well dmt releases and this happens and he's like yeah okay all right so i don't think he he got some insights he definitely got some insights but i think the thing with this is you take out of it what you want to take out of it so if you're really straight up and down and quite science-minded think about it like from the psychophysiological point of view of like breathing properly can only do you good lying on your back not looking at your phone closing your eyes and having some moments to breathe properly oxygenating your body only good can come of that and if you want to take it that step further and you are more of a spiritual person or there's things experiences that you want more insight of that you can't do just by talking and i guess that's the other thing that it's really cemented for me as someone who's a trauma therapist is that talking is not enough it's not enough it's not been enough for me a big part of my job is talking <laughs> and i think it's super 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 important but as part of that holistic picture for trauma i don't think there's just one thing that you can go and be like yep i'll go and do this one thing and this is going to resolve all of my trauma because trauma is ongoing and if it's not what you're dealing with now it'll be something in the future that's just my personal take on things so yeah i hope that was helpful um and as I said, if you are interested in doing the same sort of um, workshop that I did, then the people are Lucas and Hele, and they're from the O2 Awakening. So go and check them out. Take time to move today's conversation through your body. Get up, go for a walk, have a shower, dance in your kitchen, do something to shift any tension that might have come up. My Birth Trauma Training for Birth Workers course is a great place to start for further training in birth trauma. It's equal parts personal and professional development. You can enroll at any time and it's endorsed by the Australian College of Midwives for 16 points. The link is in the show notes and you can also head to Dr. Erin com.au now hope is a doing word my hope is that warm empathic intuitive workers will stay in birth but we need to do something take a big step and work on some of the fears that you have to stay in the helping and healing professions you do need your own help no one can self-improve in isolation and there's no perfect time you'll never be ready but do it anyway if you want to coach with me using the burn bright without burning out method that I've used with my own exhaustion, imposter fears and feeling overwhelmed, then let me help you. Let me help you to actually live a life so full of joy that you don't need to find escape from it. Reach out to me, drerin.com.au or at Bow on Instagram. 
thank you for making time for yourself to feel uncomfortable and grow and learn. It's beautiful. I thank you so much for allowing me to speak my passions and do my soul work.